So with the analytics, we deliver that uh, functionality for free uh, so you can use it easily and make sure that at the unit level, you know the cost. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven-figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. For online sellers, nothing beats in-person learning and connecting. Join Ecom Events at one of their four events throughout the USA, Miami in January, San Diego in March, Minneapolis in July and New York City in October. The conference offers tips and tools to increase sales, food and drink, and real connections to other sellers and experts. Head over to e-comevents.com and register today with promo code AMAZINGFBA to save $50 off your ticket cost. Ladles and jelly spoons, boys and girls, welcome back to the 10K Collective Podcast, a subset of the Amazing FBA family of podcasts, and they're all for Amazon and e-commerce sellers. But particularly today, we are talking about those who've already got business and they're doing revenue, but are they making a profit? Are you making a profit? This is the question we're here to figure out today. And the person helping me do that is Hi Mug from Eva. Eva is an amazingly smart artificial intelligence engine, and its purpose is simple, is to maximize your profit if you sell on Amazon. So welcome back. Hi, we've had you on recently and we're deep diving in some great topics. Good to see you again. Thank you. Thank you for having me again, Mike. My pleasure. And so today, profit analytics. Analytics isn't a sexy word. Everyone wants marketing, hacks, how to get more traffic, how to make more sales. But in the end, if we just make sales and we don't make profits, obviously all we're doing is working for Amazon and maybe our suppliers in China and obviously Amazon customers, but not for ourselves. Kind of tragic, right? So I guess that's the reason why Profit maximization matters, obvious, but needs saying because lots of people don't do it, myself included in the past, so easy to sell stuff. So the first question is, why does it really matter to have a profit analytics thing? I mean, do we do we even really need that? Or can't we just work it out afterwards on a spreadsheet or something? I mean, what, what's the case for having one? Right. By the way, one thing that you said really is very important that, you know, we all work for Amazon. There is no way to change it. Amazon is the the, the owner of the casino. So that they will always win. So the, the Amazon always wins. Now, how can we win as the sellers? I mean, that's the key point because I see a lot of sellers, uh, making money on revenue, like making revenue on Amazon is not complicated. You know, it's possible. It's not that difficult from my perspective. Uh, I see a lot of YouTube, YouTube videos, like talking about how, how did I make a hundred K, how did I, you know, how was it million dollars a month? But the, the real question is not about the revenue, but it's all about like how much money you, they really make, you know, what's the profits now here, it all starts by knowing your profits. Like that's the first point, you know, the step one, what's exactly like how much profit you make and assuming that, you know, like, and th th that's the key problem with Amazon because Amazon doesn't know your cost. And uh, most likely as an Amazon seller, you don't want to share your cost information publicly in a way. So that in that sense, um, you know, once, you know, you enter the cost information into, into Eva, then what Eva does is 
Eva will uh, calculate every day, every month, you know, every single point of a transaction, what's your cost, what's your profit. And also like there are all the rest of the stuff, like, you know, what, how much you pay to Amazon for FBA, especially if you're an FBA seller. What about like disposal fees or storage fees or, you know, the, the referral fees. I mean, there is like maybe 60 different fees that Amazon may charge to, to the, to the sellers. Like, even if you're in Europe on top of that, you have like complexity of like, are you like, what's your value added tax? Are you VAT registered? How are you collecting? How the tax is being collected? Are you selling from UK to Germany or Germany to UK or Germany to Europe, to Spain? I mean, all this type of different combinations of, uh, pan-European selling even has different type cost requirements and tax requirements. So, and on top of that, especially for private labels, a huge deal or a huge cost is the advertising and an advertising is also not incorporated into the the cost calculations as well. So in a nutshell, without knowing how much and how many different types Amazon is charging you without knowing all the tax implications, especially relevant to Europe and without knowing the advertising cost, it's hard to come up to a point like what's your real cost and profit. And that's the whole point about analytics. Yeah. And I guess you just articulated how scarily difficult it is. There are a lot of challenges that, I mean, yeah, I remember working with my accountant a few years ago, I was using zero at that point and now I use QuickBooks, but looking at all the different types and classifying, creating a chart of accounts. And there were just so many, it took ages to create the chart of accounts of all the types of Amazon costs there are. So, okay. It's obviously complex and obviously needs a handle. And, and one of the options is, is a software like Eva, but just generally it just stepping back from whether we're using software, we're doing it manually, whatever it is, there are a lot of costs, but not all of them equated, created equal. So I suppose people have, you know, KPIs and people generally use KPIs, meaning key performance indicators, meaning everything. And actually those aren't the key performance indicators, are they? They're everything. So what are the key numbers that we really need to keep an eye on? Do you think that you've seen really affect seller's profit? Right. I mean, the, the, the first point, you know, especially for the private label sellers is definitely the advertising cost. And there is already the, the KPI, which is associated with that. That's ACOS. And I always get this question, like what should be the ACOS? Now, the way we look at it based on our experience of, you know, also, you know, doing the PPC and, and everything is like, it's really hard to say what should be the right ACOS for you, because it depends on a lot of parameters. But what I can say is like during the launch period, you know, the, it's not about ACOS, but it's about growth. So the ACOS can be even more than 50%. But right after the, like the, after the first four months, we definitely see that the ACOS is going between like 25 to 50%. And most likely. Once the product is established, uh, that we have seen ACOS like going down to even 15, 10%. So that's kind of like, there are these three phases, like growth, scale, and sustainability. And based on that, the ACOS needs to be taken care of. And Eva can help to 
to check like what's going on, you know, at the, at the advertising level very easily. That's the number one thing. Number two is per product, you want to know what is my, what is the cost? And that means like all the Amazon fees need to be calculated and incorporated into the cost. And you need to have like a very clear margin or a percentage, like an ROI requirement. So it's either margin or ROI. That's the KPI. And that has to be like, there has to be like a minimum uh, margin or ROI requirement. And this can be easily, you know, calculated and monitored by using EVA. Now, one of the important things about EVA is like the analytics functionality that I'm talking about. I know that a lot of sellers are using a lot of tools. They pay uh, some amount of money. But here's the thing. With EVA, the whole analytics function is is free. So there is no payment for uh, the analytics function because the, the EVA subscription is on the pricing. So with the analytics, we deliver that uh, functionality for free uh, so you can use it easily and make sure that at the unit level, you know the cost. So that will be the second that I would be looking at. And the third, fourth, and fifth are more about monthly costs and monthly profits, daily costs and daily profits, as well as, you know, another one to look at is the refund rates, which also, you know, definitely impacts the overall profitability as well. Yeah, and, and I'm glad that you just to reflect on a couple of those. I mean, first of all, refund rate. Sadly, most people just don't ever calculate any averages, let alone, you know, actually once they've got data, just actually be realistic about it. If you're selling apparel in Germany, for example, then your your refund rate could be, I don't know, 30% from what I understand. I've never done it because of that very reason. But, you know, an average of 2 3% in most categories, right? And people do not put that into their calculations when they are projecting on their spreadsheets how they're going to become millionaires in six months based on one product. And and that's a, a common error I see. The other question around advertising then I wanted to dig into a little bit because this is a, a separate podcast that we should probably talk about at a separate time, more deep dive. But you're basically implying a couple of things. You have three phases to a launch, not just two. And then also you're, you're saying about four months for sort of scaling. So this is kind of dumb how long is a piece of string question, but I kind of have to ask it because obviously advertising is such a big percentage of our costs. How do you define the sort of launch phase timing and when should we pull back that massive cost? No, that's a great question. And it depends on the product, but there are results that you're trying to achieve here. In With, it, with some products, it takes two months, with the others, six months, but because I come from a consulting world, I try to make it more kind of clear instead of just saying, you know, it depends. And on average, because we work with more than thousand brands, what I see is like, it takes really like uh, roughly four months. We can take it as an average. What, what happens at the end of the four months, the result is more important because there is reasonable amount of reviews. There is reasonable amount of uh, page views impressions, then it just uh, tells us the point that now this product, the first launch phase, phase is complete because we have enough reviews now that the, uh, and uh, the rankings are at least in the first uh, page or two. And, and there is progress on the, on the, on the listing, as well as, you know, the feedbacks that are coming are positive. And it means that there is a 
product market fit. So that what we are trying to achieve here is uh, with the launch base is to find that product market fit by looking at uh, all the outcomes uh, of the work that is done. Now, as soon as you kind of feel like this is the case, then it can go to the next step. The next step is more maybe, you know, like we, we call it the scale phase. Scale phase is like where the growth still continues, but there is enough reviews. Now it is all about how can you become number one, number two, number three, like one of the top uh, items in that listing. And, and then the work is really focused on not a fully optimized ACOS, but you know, grow and optimize at the same time. And that will be the second phase. Now, the third phase that I mentioned was as, you know, at some point, instead of, you know, um, at some point, like the product in the product life cycle, like it comes to an optimum point of sales every day. And, and, and then the idea is like all about sustaining the, you know, where, you know, where and how much the product is selling, but at the same time to reduce the cost. And, and that's the kind of like where the full optimization takes place. And, you know, the, the ACOS can go even to a single digit, by the way, we have seen that so many times, there is no point of even thinking that, oh, 20 or 25% is the right point. Maybe it's 5% is more than enough, you know? But that's the, where the organic sales is already coming and there is enough like, like inbound, like channels that is also feeding the, the Amazon listing, you know, like from the outside world as well. And that's kind of the optimized phase. Excellent. Well, thanks for covering that. And obviously, you know, launching is a separate discussion in some ways, but the thing is, the thing about profit analytics and profit maximization is it kind of touches all aspects of the business, doesn't it? So if you start sourcing beautiful products that cost a ton of money, then your profit goes down. If you start being incredibly aggressive with your launching, your profit goes down. So thank you for covering that. Now, you've already mentioned Eva, but before we plunge directly into all the things that Eva does, which I know is set up to really help people, and as you say, is, is included for free with the repricing software, which is a very active thing, repricing. And stock management, we've talked about before, very active things. The reprice, I guess, is, as you say, measuring everything because if we don't measure stuff, we don't know what's working, right? But what it, what is the case for using software? I mean, let's just play the devil's advocate for a minute and say, well, why not just use a spreadsheet or some other form of manual tracking? Why is that not good enough? Right. Well, I mean, that's a great question. Obviously, the first point that I, may, I, I mentioned was, like, we need to know, like, you know, we need to... You know, the Amazon sellers need to know what's going on. So incorporating all the advertising costs daily, incorporating all the FBA related costs and the Amazon storage related costs and everything all together. And then the cost of goods sold, it's almost impossible to do it on, uh, on a, on a paper, like on an Excel sheet. Let's put it this way. It's really impossible because you need all the advertising data, which is like, uh, really thousands of campaigns can be very painful to really understand and split it at the SKU level. So software is required just to know where you are. The question is like, there are a lot of software. What we are saying is you don't need to pay for anything because that this feature is already included free with Eva. Today's sponsor is Eva, the most intelligent Amazon scaling toolkit online. 
Amazon sellers need exact, quick-to-read profit reports. Many sellers already pay a lot of money for these. Eva has world-class finance analytics with crystal-clear graphs included at no extra cost. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers, averaging a 51% increase in profits. To get a 15-day free trial, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. Now, number two point is, what type of actions you can take based on based on the 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 data that you have, and it's not only when the actions you take, but what the system can do. And then we talk about pricing, for example, the the Eva system with dynamic pricing is already updating the price if you are if you if it's needed because you know that will help to increase the profit because it's uh, like. Updating the price every day based on the demand trend, uh, seasonality, or inventory levels is actually a very key component because that that's the actionable insight that the it's almost like a prescriptive analytics. That's how we call it in the analytics world. So the the Eva will already take an action, and that is almost impossible. Like you know, you try to track all the costs which you cannot on an Excel. And then he will come up with some actions which are related to pricing or some actions related to inventory. Like, you know, how can you sell if you need to reduce the velocity or increase the velocity? How can you do that? For example, even on EVA, what you can do is like, you know, how an actionable analytics can work. For example, you can say, I want to sell 50 units a day and put a price of, let's say, 50 pounds for 50 units, uh, 50 pounds per each. But as soon as you reach the 50 units, which is the target, then Eva will start gradually increasing the price because your target is achieved per day, per unit target. So these are kind of the things that you can easily configure with Eva, which is impossible to do on an Excel sheet. Yeah, I, I guess that some things are not so much impossible. It's just massive amount of labor. I mean, I know one person that is uh, very big on repricing, but they do it manually and they have one full-time employee doing that. And that's, you know, for a seven, substantial seven-figure business, a few, a few, you know, whatever, a few million dollars a year. But still, you know, that is even that, if you expand to eight figures, certainly you've got three, four people doing it manually, which is you know, going to be costing you tens of thousands a year in, in salaries. And also there's the opportunity cost of them doing something perhaps like more intelligent with their time. So it's a very interesting point of view. I guess one last question really about this. And before we, you know, wrap up this segment is what are the limitations of this kind of software? It's a rude thing to ask a software, but you know, owner, um, and developer and, and passionate, you know, advocate of software. But nevertheless, what are the things where we have to bring in an accountant or a bookkeeper? What what are the limitations for any kind of software here? Right. Well, I mean, the, the great thing about software is like, and also with Eva, we are developing it every day with more than a, a 60 people team. And uh, we are super passionate about it. But there is a lot to do, especially when it comes to like inventory and supply chain. We are trying to incorporate the whole prep center work and make the prep center more smarter because the whole prep center work is another cost. I mean, especially now it's like, you know, we talk about the profit analytics, 
but the supply chain related costs increased dramatically over the last couple of years, maybe up to 10 X in some situations like, like freight forwarding, you know, shipments, 3PL costs. What about FBM costs? If, if, if FBA is not enough, I mean, altogether like streamlining the, the supply chain for, for a seller that is like, I think now as critical as streamlining or optimizing advertising. Now, um, what we do, what we are trying to do with Eva today, we have a, a limited view, which is very focused on Amazon, but now we opened up like two big warehouses, one in Houston and one is in California. And we want these warehouses to be smart enough. Do not wait for the Amazon owner to tell them when to replenish the stuff with Amazon or when to order from China, let's assume, but like just do it on its own because the information is already there. It's database. There is no need as long as the funds are there. And we think we can optimize that. Now that's the limitation today, but if we can incorporate it, streamline the whole process from the manufacturer down to like the Amazon, sending it to an Amazon warehouse and make sure that this is also incorporated into profit analytics. I think that will be a, a great achievement. And we are planning to do that in the next few months as we now have a lot of um, prep center customers as well in, in US. Yeah, very interesting. And and I guess the point you're making is that the, I guess there's two sides of the equation, even if you're single channel Amazon or mostly focus on Amazon and not multi-channel, even, even then the selling side, the cost of selling, the cost of fulfillment, cost of storage are one thing, but then the supply chain costs are the other half. And they say you make profit is made when you buy, not when you sell. Right. So I guess that the further back in the supply chain, you can introduce efficiencies the more profit you make, but also what your particular expertise in, as I guess, making intelligent data-driven, analytics-driven decisions, which makes sense that you would moving into the warehousing thing. And I'd have to admit that we, when we spoke a while ago and you mentioned you were moving to warehousing, we're like, mm, that sounds a bit random. How does that tie in? But of course, being able to tie in the analytics, for example, you know, knowing how much stock to send into Amazon from a 3PL, if you're drip feeding it, for example, makes total sense that that would have to plug into your engine. So obviously we've talked about Ava and um, we ought to give you just a bit of a chance to tell us what, what you offer in terms of the analytics side. You've already mentioned it's included in the price. So I guess it's free. It's kind of a bonus, but what, what are the features of, of the profit and loss analytics in the Eva system? Sure. I mean, um, as I mentioned, you know, like you, you know, the, the users can easily see for every month like we take 24 months of data we download based on that. The Amazon sellers can see the, the profits, the, the, the cost of goods sold, reimbursements, uh, refunds. We have a heat map, which is very, very nice. I think we should post uh, one of the, an image of that maybe after the call to, to, to Facebook, like uh, where we show for every single uh, state, how many, you know, quantities are sold and what's the sales. We, we, we kind of have dashboards around the inventory, what is available, what is it, what is like inbound received. Uh, and on, and then, you know, we have the daily sales dashboards, like the, for the last 30 days or 60 days, the, the, the customer can see the seller can see the, the cost uh, of the goods sold, the advertising costs as well as the revenues. And then for any single day, 
what has been sold, including even today, because Amazon seller seller central data is uh, showing you yesterday, typically, but Eva is showing the real time data. So whatever you sold like five minutes ago, you'll be able to see that on, on Eva. And then uh, you have the year on year sale, how kind of like the, the, you know, especially if you have data from last year, that will be very interesting to see the month on month on over month co comparison based on last year data. And, um, you know, and also like a, a segmentation of your sales based on uh, high, high selling items, low selling, mid selling, so that you can have some changes in the portfolio. And uh, for the top agents, you know, like then you have at the SQ level, uh, the profit analytics for every day, and that incorporates into advertising costs for that SKU, as well as all the Amazon costs as well. So pretty much like, I think uh, you can have everything you need on EWA and, and that's free. So there is no need to pay for that. Yeah. And, and the other thing I think that you've done, and I know from using the dashboard, I've got clients that are now starting to use Ava and, and getting some, you know, some nice sort of mental relief from overwhelm. Because what I think is that, again, that phrase that comes to mind, the key performance indicators is not about all the data because that's not humanly processable because Amazon produces so much data, right? When you really get all the reports, especially the inventory reports is monstrous. But I think the fact that you guys have designed a dashboard that really focuses on what's really important, including the 80-20 rule is, is, is ever present in life, right? If you've got a hundred SKUs or hundred product lines, only the top 20 are probably going to make half your profits, maybe two thirds, maybe 80% impact. So that focus, I think is really wise as well. I know that just to wrap up, we've got a, a guideline, a sort of guide or infographic that is being created as we speak around the sort of analytics. So we're going to be working hard. It's not ready yet if you're listening live, but if you're listening on the podcast, we should have it ready just about by then, hopefully. So I'm going to suggest you get over to amazingfba.com forward slash analytics, let's call it that. And, and I will make sure that we set that up for you to be able to download that in exchange for an email address and usual tradition. And then the other thing is if anyone wants to check out Eva, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. And I know you've got a 15 day free trial. So I think we should wrap that up there because we've already got reimbursement to talk about, which is a big area. Any final quick thoughts for the audience on the subject of profit analytic measuring? Well, I mean, you mentioned that the, the one of the great things, which is the, the easy, like it's not only covering comprehensively all the requirements for uh, profit analytics, EVA, but also it makes it so easy with really user-friendly dashboard. So every day, five minutes, checking a couple of top SKUs, checking your daily sales, that will take really not more than five minutes of your time to make sure that you are on track and you are making profits. And one last thing. I know aggregators are big, you know, every private label wants to sell their business at some point. The very big thing right now with aggregators or the new enters on the market, like, you know, private equity firms, they will look at your profits. So that will be super important that you are building a profitable business and your profits are increasing as you are scaling, not decreasing. And this is w one of the dilemmas of the one or two owner shops for when they start, they do everything on their own. And at some point, you know, it makes sense, but now it, it doesn't scale. 
And the more people you put into the system without the right processes, uh, it may end up like even losing profits as you scale. So, and that's very important to see with Eva, you know, make sure that you are on top of the profit every day, just five minutes, but that five to 10 minutes will save you a lot of time in the future, but also increase your valuation a lot more as you are more focused on the profit. So um, do not sacrifice profit for the sake of growth only that I would say. Yeah, I, I, I think you just said in a, a nutshell, my kind of mantra to the world, like if I, if I have one thing that I want people to get from me in the podcast, he says, it's very simple. Assuming you have any revenue, do not sacrifice profit for scale. And by the way, what are you scaling? You're scaling Amazon's revenue. That is it. You're not scaling anything meaningful. If you scale your revenue, but you keep nothing, then you scaled nothing because the business value is, is a multiple of the profit, isn't it? As you say. So I think we banged people over the head with that message enough. So uh, thank you so much. Hi, really great to talk as ever. I like, you know, very intelligent and thought through, you know, very precise responses on this stuff, as I would expect from a person who's capable of building software as sophisticated as Eva. So thanks so much for coming on the show. Next up, folks, reimbursement and refunds. But for now, many, many thanks. Hi, Mark of Eva for coming on uh, the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found this show helpful. We've run interactive small group masterminds for six and seven figure Amazon sellers since September 2017. Members report things like I couldn't have done it without you and find each other a great resource, particularly in challenging times. Our biggest seller to date has broken through the eight figures a year mark in 2020. Members of the 10K Collective Mastermind are not newcomers. They sell private label or custom products on Amazon and they make a minimum of about $350,000 a year or £300,000 a year in revenue. In most cases, much higher than that. We're currently running both online and offline versions of the Mastermind. To find out more about that, go to www.theamazonmastermind.com. That's theamazonmastermind.com. Thank you very much for listening to the show.